0: Hey there, listeners! Welcome to the newest uh up-and-coming music podcast on the market, Rhapsody in Reverie. I'm one of your hosts, Katerina Kapitanakis. And I'm your second host, Adrian Beckham.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know why that's I don't know why that's funny. We started a podcast. <laughs> wow! <laughs>
1: Here's the thing, we started this podcast because we wanted to talk about artists that we love and that matter to us, and I think the reason why I I thought we should do um, Fallout Boy. I mean, we both we both wanted to do Fallout Boy, but mm-hmm. the, my reason behind it, I think, is because just within the scope of our friendship, I think Fall Out Boy means a lot. Yeah. And for That was the f-
0: the first concert we ever went to together was Fall Out Boy. Yeah, and it was your first concert. My first concert ever at the tender yeah. baby age of 19. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, but like that was that was a huge deal for me too cuz like that was just after they got back together. Although if you ask any of them, they'd be like, we never broke up. Yes, you kind of did. But <laughs> they, they broke. They they did. But they got back together. They released my songs, Know What You Do in the Dark. I wanna say like on my birthday, right? It was really close to that. Yeah, yeah, it was either it was either on my birthday or like the day before or the day after. But like I didn't think I was gonna go to the show. Tickets sold out in like 20 minutes. I was like, I'm not going to this. And then your roommate Turned up and was like, "Hey, you want these tickets for thirty bucks?" And I was like, "Yes." What was your fa- What was your first Fall Out Boy song?
1: Oh my gosh, it had to have been either "Sugar We're Going Down" or "Dance Dance." I actually think it was "Dance Dance."
0: Mine, uh. mine was "Dance Dance," and I only know because that was on "Dance Dance Revolution," and yeah. that <laughs> was. That was when I heard the song, and they had the music video for that. And I was like, I love this song. This is my favorite Dance Dance Revolution song.
1: And I kept
0: that and David Bowie. But (laughs) but they... And then I stepped back from them for a while. And then my sister got me um, Infinity on High. And that was, like, the first time I sat down and listened to their album back to, like, first song to last song and that's when I like I think started really appreciating them this ain't a scene it's an arms race is one of the most (laughs) it's the most dramatic songs I've ever heard I am an arms dealer (laughs) hum hallelujah thanks for the memories who can forget the iconic Kim Kardashian music video (laughs) that I I didn't at the time realize was Kim Kardashian and now I go back and I'm like wait Nobody knew. It was foreshadowing, really. And, like, it's so... the song titles. I'm like a lawyer with the way I'm always trying to get you off. Parentheses, me and you. My
1: favorite thing about that song and that song title is that, Mm -hmm. like, I'm like a lawyer. I'm always trying to get you off. It sounds so sleazy. But that song's Mm -hmm. really cute. It's adorable.
0: (laughs) It's, It's great. The music video was good. Um, I love
1: the juxtaposition of that.
0: They have a really good balance between, this is going to sound kind of weird, but like kind of sleazy thoughts, but also poetry.
1: Yeah, I think it's honestly, I think it's what I like a lot about Fallout Boy and Pete Wentz's mm-hmm. writing in particular is that yeah. Pete just has this sort of like sarcastic writ about him that's just, I really, I really relate to, or that's... it just like there's something. It's so biting, and I think when you're like an angsty teenager, mm-hmm. you just like you really, really get it. Like yeah, you really get that feeling that he oh, brings out really? in his music when he's like pulling out all these like grandiose and dramatic lines, because yeah. that's how you feel inside, like. there's so much going on in your life and you're changing and like nobody understands you and not at all it just it comes out in this biting sort of humor and sarcasm and fallout boy really really knew how to put that into music and sort of almost like reach out a hand and be like hey we
0: did it yeah now another thing I think is worth talking about because like I my first the one that got me into them was Infinity on High right mm-hmm. and then you have I find with some of their older stuff you either love it or you don't yeah like when it came to well from Under the Cork Tree I'm not con- I'm not considering their like original older stuff because like that's got sugar we're going down like everybody loves that song most of that album is a pretty good example of what you were saying earlier, where it's the raw angst teen mm-hmm. rebellion, and it's good, and it's got that, um... Oh, God, what's the one where it has the music video with Brendan Urie? Uh, oh, yeah, a little less 16 Candles, a little more Touch Me. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's a solid album, and, like, that, I think, cemented them in the emo scene, if we're calling them emo. I don't... Mm-hmm. I'm scared of labels now. Um, don't come after me, OG Fallout Boy fans. But <laughs> I think... When it comes to take this to your grave, or even um, the other one, Fall Out Boy's "An Evening Out with Your Girl," mm-hmm. like they're the uh, the first stuff they put out when they were like eighteen, people either are like, "Yeah, I love it. It's raw. It's uh, it's pure. Whatever this is," or people are like, "I hate this." Yeah. What are your thoughts on take this to your grave?
1: Honestly, I I, th- I literally like me and John have this argument about. Grand Theft Autumn. He okay. He loves that song. Like yeah. He straight up thinks it's their greatest song.
0: That surprises me. Considering John John is John is her beau, by the way. Yeah. Her boo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but that surprises me, knowing what little I know of his taste in music. That surprises me. Oh, no. He's um because of how much older he is? Oh yeah, um, <laughs> he sort that's, of. That's that's a. <laughs> that's a good point though. Like the age difference, I think, because like here we are, we we came in when they were a little more polished
1: mm-hmm.
0: and a little more used. Like they they had found a sound, kind of. Yeah, like you you hear the difference in Patrick's voice from Grand Theft Autumn to, what was the one? A Hum Hallelujah. You hear the difference in his voice, and like from then to now there's an even bigger difference yeah and like in their sound i think
1: i think what it is for john is that um and like i think this is a good point grand theft autumn and take this to your grave i think is very much more rooted in sort of traditional pop punk um yeah of like guys like um Blink-182 and even before that Green Day and stuff like that it's much closer to that type of writing style and instrumentation and I think that's what John and people his age I think that's what they sort of grew up on more whereas Mm -hmm. you have people like people our age and people like you and me who grew up straight in the middle of the emo scene like we were kids and that was like that was it so i think that really sort of alters the way we view fallout boys career me as a 23 year old and john as a 27 year old yeah i think yeah for me because i i agree i love like look I think "Grand Theft Autumn" is a good song. It's a, I
0: mm-hmm. like
1: it, but do I think it's their greatest song? No, no, hell no, no
0: way, hell no. It's
1: a good song, but and I, I don't, don't think it's their greatest.
0: I don't think. I think too. If like you told them, "Hey, your best song was the one that you wrote on your first big album," they'd probably be like, "Oh, oh no." <laughs> they'd be like, "Cause like I don't know anyone who wants to like." Be told you peaked when you were eighteen years old. Huh. Like, can, and like that's the not to bring up like a weird point, but like that's what a lot of the older fans did say when they started sounding like how they do on Infinity on High. Like, oh, you sold out, which is why, uh, what is it? The takes over, the breaks over. Yeah, I think that's from what I've read. That song is about like, oh yeah, we sold out. <laughs> yeah, that that's but, like true. that's every artist. That's
1: every artist's goal—is to sell out. Yeah, people like, have been saying that Fall Out Boy's sold out since their first record. Like, yeah, <laughs> like you honestly. aren't authentic
0: anymore. Yeah, and, it, you're,
1: and it's you're crazy. making too much money. And like, I think yeah. I think what's great, um, and what I really respect about Fall Out Boy now, is that you can mm-hmm. really tell that they've stopped caring about that. Like,
0: God, yes. Oh my, from the, the difference between, okay, because like Folly Adieu mm-hmm. was so damn depressing and it felt so, like it's a, it's a good album, I like that album, and that's another one where like you either hate it or you love it. To me that album is is as strained as they were,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like you get the the sense that there's a tension in that album, and now it is so free and so creative and all over the place, like, On mania, okay? I know (laughs) this album's brand new, topical, but, like, you and I were talking about this the other day. People, um, like, you have, it starts with Young and Menace, which is this strange dubstep fever dream. And, and it goes to, like, songs with, like, Church, which is this dramatic, orchestrated... Anthem to I don't I don't even know to love to sex whatever and you've got Heaven's Gate which is this slow soulful number and then you've got like Sunshine Riptide which sounds it's got elements of uh jam. Rastafarian music in it it's That's got it's <laughs> and then you've got Bishop's Knife Trick at the end which is like such a poignant strong number which is more solid rock and roll mm-hmm. like they. In this album alone, there's, like, seven different styles of music that all somehow, like, cohesively blend together. Which is so strange when you look at something like Folly do which is one music style. Like, arguably, you can say it all is... It is pop punk, it is scene, and yet it all sounds not cohesive. hmm If that makes any sense. Yeah, no. Like, not all the songs, in my opinion blend together on that album. Yeah,
1: I think that's a fair point. And I think you really sort of speak to a good point that on Mania, it does almost, it feels like they're um, they're, they're finding a great balance between experimentation and cohesion. They're letting themselves flow with the music and go wherever their tastes go while still remembering and knowing how to craft a project. And I think that's Exactly. I think that's a skill that comes with experience. And that's why I I respect them as musicians and oh, yeah. I think that even even when I don't necessarily like love a song that they do, I can still respect mm-hmm. the song that they did. And I can still listen to oh, it for sure. and be like, I can hear the craft that went into it. And I can hear the care that went into it. And I
0: yeah. think that's
1: important. Because you can tell sometimes when an artist like just phones it in. And they're just like, yes. I'm making a song because I need to make a song so I can get that check and go home. Like you can tell. Yeah. But like when you listen to Mania, you don't hear that. You are hearing a group of guys that are making music because they want to make music and because they love making music and that's what they're just gonna do and I think that's why they're an artist that I'm like glad they decided to keep making music there are some artists where you want you you, there are some artists that kind of need to know when to stop but like with with fallout boy I don't think I don't think they've reached a point where they're making music that sounds bad, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, different isn't bad. And I, honestly, my favorite thing about them is how much they have grown and changed and evolved as artists. Like, honestly, like, the more you grow, the more you stay the same. Like, that is, it's so cliched, but it's true. Yeah. (laughs) Like... If they had if they had stayed that with that one with the sound that they had on Take This to Your Grave, they would have been so stale. But like it's true. I respect them so much for all the hard work that they have put into everything, especially since save rock and roll. That album was so good and it meant so much to me as like a fan who thought I will never hear new music from them. I will never see them live, like when I became a, a big fan, I was like, oh, this is all I'll ever get. And then they came out and it was like, oh, it's Christmas. And I don't know. And a lot of the songs on that album mean so much to me because that album came out our freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. And so much went down in accordance to that to that album that like it became a soundtrack for like all the ups and downs. It really
1: did. it be- Yes. Specifically, like I will never like I have a distinct memory of the song "Young Volcanoes." I remember exactly mm-hmm. where I was when I heard mm-hmm. it. I was with you, yep, and our friend Jane, yeah. and some other guy that lived on our dorm floor, and we were all in her room. Yes, <laughs> and we're, it was. It was springtime. The sun was shining. I was sitting by the window, and it was just this moment of, like, just pure, like, peace. Like, it's honestly one of the most peaceful yeah. moments that I've,
0: like, that I yeah. had that year period. <laughs> and it's, it's funny, because, like, your first memory of that song is so different from my first memory of that song. Where I heard it after I had my first hangover, and I was, <laughs> I was miserable, and... And there's stuff that happened during that that drinking up escapade that we won't get into but needless to say when I heard that song and the sun was streaming through the windows I bawled like that silent ugly cry that that people can have but that in that moment it was perfect in that moment that song was everything and it was like a you're going to be okay kind of song which was good cuz that year was so stressful <laughs>
1: You know it's so funny that you say that too, cause like, like you say, oh, it's so different from my experience. Like your experience was so different from my experience hearing that song for the first time. Mm-hmm. But in a way, it wasn't, cause when I was listening to that song, I too was just like, in that moment, everything's gonna be okay, and it was perfect. It was. Yeah. It's sort of the flip side, I guess, of it. In your case, there's more of a like, um. Emotional,
0: like, sort of. Um, I guess sad. Yeah, element, it, was, it was something that like, I, I needed to hear it in the moment, and but in a way, it's not that different because you needed to hear it in that moment yeah, too. Yeah, it was it was a so. reassurance. It was
1: a reassuring, reassuring moment for me to know that I made the right choice. Like that's the way I took it. How ominous! Like
0: how. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, but it's beautiful. It really is. A, it's such a beautiful song. That whole album is so beautifully crafted. And I remember, and every time they do this, I always get like, "Oh, I don't know if I'm gonna like that." And then I hear it, and I'm like, "I love it." But like, you remember when I I saw like they had a list of all the artists that they were gonna collaborate with, and I was I was just, mm, I don't know, I don't know if I like this. And then of course you hear it, and I think everyone can learn from that, like. In 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 their own way, like, please give music a chance. Please Really, that that's don't, it. Don't write it off. Give like, me a chance. <laughs> I I admit when I saw that Courtney Love was gonna be on the album, I was like, I don't know, what what is this? And then I heard it and I was like, I love this song. It's so good. That that <gasps> is a really good song. Yeah. yeah. What was your favorite song off Mania? Um
1: So here's the thing and I I was messaging you while I was listening to it and I think like the first few songs I was like um I liked but I wasn't like crazy, crazy in love with. But then I listened to Champion and I was like, This is my favorite song And then Sunshine Riptide comes up and I'm like, just kidding, this is my favorite song. Um but then the album ends with Bishop's knife trick and I was like on the verge of tears listening to that song. So that that's my top three. If I had to pick Okay Um I'd have to say I wanna say Sunshine Riptide is my favorite because the jam is just
0: so good. Like it's 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 fun. just a jam and like it's fun but so secretly sad cuz like if yeah, you was... like the
1: lyrics are <laughs> the sad words, and depressing.
0: the words are so depressing. but it's such it's like you
1: want to cry it's <sighs> it's it's like you're crying in the club and I I dig it I totally dig it but like I have a special soft spot for champion because Patrick mm. really goes for it on those runs at the end and I think that's where Patrick yeah. always shines is when He's able to sort of flex with his vocals a little bit. Um, oh, God, like, yes. He's a good... He's good at, like, ad-libbing. Yeah. Like, he's
0: good at I love everything. him when he's ad-libbing. The man... He plays... Number one, he's so vocally talented, which, can I just say, is my, my other favorite thing about Fall Out Boy is the evolution of Patrick Stump. <laughs> Purely Patrick Stump, like, just him. Because... From the the start, you hear how his voice sounded, and it was that generic pop punk emo whatever. And now he is he is a standalone voice, and he um he's so good. <laughs> yeah, he he really is. You he's really so have to good.
1: To him. He he has a. What I like about his voice is that it's a good balance between pop punk, and soul like
0: yes it, it gosh when he did his solo album yeah. okay i i just want to say number one stay frosty royal milk tea shout out because uh, that song <laughs> just makes you want to go hard and <laughs> it's too powerful it's the shortest song on the album and it's too powerful to be longer than two minutes and 51 seconds <laughs> i was like i'm just gonna go punch a wall for no reason <laughs> Also, I really love royal milk tea. So, Pete being a weeaboo, <laughs> that's good. Um, when I first, because I was listening to the sing- to, to some of the singles as they were like being released, like oh we're gonna hype the album up, and at the time, I was really into the last of the real ones. Like that is a very theatrical song, and I was like, I want to see this as like an action movie music video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why. Young and Menace was good because that came out while we were still finishing our senior year of college. And I was like, this is perfect mental breakdown music.
1: Kind of. It's a little bit...
0: And I was the only one... I was the only one who liked it. Like... <laughs> and like, for that reason, I was the only one who enjoyed that song. No one... <laughs> I, I asked other people, do you like this song? No. <laughs> it
1: took me by surprise. And like... Mm-hmm. I, I've learned to, like, respect it a lot more at, as I've listened to it more times. But, yeah, coming out of the date with Young and Menace was a bold and ballsy move,
0: honestly. Yeah, no, it was definitely... It's the weirdest thing they've ever done that's not a remix. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the weirdest thing they've done is just themselves and... It, you're right, it was really ballsy, and I, to me, I, I loved that. That was great. That hit me right where I needed it to hit. But for a lot of people, it was like, oh, um, hmm, are you going to be super dubstep on this album? Like, are you going to be... And, and, and I think they did overall a really great job of balancing the sounds. Like, hold me tight or don't sounds... Wonderful, but it has that it has almost Latin undertones in terms of their scale. Heaven's Gate sounded like a beautiful soul out. Heaven's Heaven sounds like <laughs> Fallout Boy
1: trying to do an Alabama shade song. And I can respect that. I guess it sounds I like guess. an Alabama shade song to me. Like, and <laughs> it really does. I don't know. I, I don't like, I don't know if this is I feel like Patrick is it's pulling a... out his Brittany Howard and is really going for it. And I did appreciate that.
0: <laughs> he did. That that intro to me, like what his voice does in the first 30 seconds of that song hooked me. Like that I was like this is it Heaven's Gate new favorite song and it's it's it really is. It's Heaven's Gate Church and I think last of the real ones. I really like that song. Yeah. I remember
1: The day that fallout boy first announced their comeback like i I remember bringing you into my room because you didn't know yet and i brought you into my room no and i showed you the video and you freaked out and fell on my floor
0: i think i fainted you literally just (laughs) fell to the floor in retrospect that was slightly embarrassing It may have been embarrassing for you, but I remember when that
1: moment happened. I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna be good friends."
0: <laughs> Honestly, that was is true though, because like when you meet somebody who's equally as passionate about music as you, it's a it's yeah, a good feeling. It felt good. It's a... it was like you're yeah, you get me. <laughs> yep. You get me, fam. You get me. Yeah. And I think over the years, too, that Fall Out Boy led to to us introducing each other to new music and introducing each other to new experiences. And overall, Fall Out Boy, you brought us together. Thanks, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That sounded like a joke, oh, but yeah, no, totally. I'm being sincere. Like,
1: again, that was the f- one of the first concerts yeah. we saw together, and... After mm-hmm. that point, like we just started going to shows together, and I would drag you
0: to a bunch of different shows, and like it... yeah, I would drag you to shows when when I could, or like when I knew things were happening. But you you were much more into. I think you were responsible for more introducing than it's I was, but I was overall, honestly, um, uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's fine. But it's it's because of but Fall yeah. Out Boy, so Fall Out Boy started it all. Fall Out Boy is how I made friends in high school, too. So, (laughs) my two best friends from high school, I met because of Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy, Boy, bringing people together forever. Yeah, yeah. I think the first first major music discussion I had with my friend Kea was over the song Golden, because that was the only, at the time, Fall Out Boy song she liked. And then, like you, she grew to like it more the more I subjected her (laughs) to them. (laughs)
1: I think I wanna just like end by geeking out again about Bishop Knife Bishop's knife trick. Cause <laughs> I like like I honestly I think that song in a lot of ways sums up kind of where at least where I am in life right now in some ways. And I think sort of I think it's important, like, to sort of really reflect on that. Because, I don't know, the reason why we started this podcast is we like music, we love music, we want to talk about music, but also we're two post-grads trying to figure out life, and it's confusing and weird and crazy. And, you know, there's something about music that I think at least for me, it makes me feel safe and reminds me of, like, feeling strong and feeling comfortable and feeling in control and I think that when I listened to Bishop's Knife Trick, all of that sort of bubbled up for me, which I think is why it almost made me cry. Um, Because the last few lines of the chorus, like the glow of the cities below, lead us back to the places that we should never, we never should have left. Like, that just really (laughs) hits. It really (laughs) hits, and you know, Mm -hmm. we're we're trying to figure out where to go next while looking back at places that maybe we didn't realize. We wished we could have stayed, and and I think when you grow up, you have to learn how to let go of that and keep moving. And one day, oh, <laughs> one um, day I'll do oh. that. But like, oh, oh. but oh. I do think also there's a there's a learning curve, and I think that's the curve that mm. at least I'm on, and and so yeah. I'm yeah. definitely on
0: it. I think. I think many of our listeners maybe yeah. here too, so.
1: And then if you're out there, let us know. We can hold our yeah. we can hold hands together.
0: Yeah. I think I think it, you're right. Yeah. You're right, man. Music will music will pull us through and uh thank you, Fallout boy, for ripping my heart out. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah. Well said. Honestly. Thanks. Couldn't have said it better. And I think with that well worded final thought we'll wrap up our discussion on Fallout Boy. Yeah. Um,
1: Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Rhapsody and Reverie. I'm your host Adrian and this is Katarina. We're signing off for now and stay frosty, Royal Milt Tea. <laughs> Boom.
0: Outro music.
1: <laughs> we did it.